his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, thanks for being here. Let's grab Mike in Plainville. Hello there. You're on the air, Mike. I'll tell you what. You keep rehashing January 6th. Yeah. You keep rehashing the COVID outbreak. And, you know, where does it get us? Okay. We know what happened. We have a good idea what happened. You keep bringing it up. There's nothing we can do about it now. Oh, I think uh, one side of the story has been told uh, 80% and maybe 20% of the truth has gotten out. And we've got to so, keep pushing the truth. We do, I don't want but, to talk about it if there's nothing to say, but when we have, when evidence has been withheld in the court of public opinion, we need more evidence so we can make better decisions, don't you think? There's not going to be any punishment. There's not going to be any charges brought to any of these people, Fauci, Clinton, any of them. Okay, and I don't think there's a punishment severe enough for them Well, uh, for what they the, did. The, the best punishment, I think, would be for people to understand that people in power do bad things. And uh, to me, Mike, most of our problems come from, our political problems come from a certain level of naivete that we all have because we don't believe that people inside of government can uh, be so insidious as they are. And the more we learn, and I think we are learning, that uh, power is a dangerous place. 860-522-9842. Rants coming up. We take phone calls during the rants. The rant line number, 860-751-4698 if you want to call one in. And Mark Christopher is in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark, it's a Tuesday afternoon, usually slow on the roads. Is it quiet right now? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's so much fun being in the world. Yeah, things aren't going our way right now. If you believe in the American system of government, if you believe in liberty, if you believe in being able to keep your own money, things are not good, but... Maybe they're about to get a lot better. We never know when the tide is going to turn. We're going to play rants in just a moment, but let's take a call from Phyllis in Wethersfield. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, Todd. How are you? Um, I'm rocking, Phyllis. There you go. Uh, Again, that concert was amazing. I spoke about it on Friday, but... um, your last caller, he is wrong. I, I think we do agree with a lot of things he says, but 
we may unfortunately not be able to bring back those that were murdered from COVID, but we do have prisoners sitting in prison treated worse than animals like a communist country. And for those people, we need to expose the truth and and save their life because it, it's just it, the injustice by our own country is disgusting. now what what exactly are you referring to with regard to the incarceration i'm talking about the january 6 people that oh are, those that people are, being in prison and why are they yes. how how do you know this about them being treated worse than animals well if you uh, well um marjorie taylor green has been exposing since the day they've been there, and Matt Gates uh, going there, they they're not getting their medication. They're 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 not they're treated like animals. I don't know if you're not aware of that, but that is um, definitely going on. That those that are in that jail, especially um, the the warden, whatever she's called, despises Trump more than any and they're those are they're treated like animals they're sick they're dying they're not getting their medications um and those are the people that we need to expose all this and help anybody that needs it because it's wrong grandma i mean it's anyway i don't know no he he's wrong there is something and we cannot (laughs) give up on those people all right phyllis thank you for that I've, i've heard talk of it but i look for corroborating evidence before I conclude things, I like to see I don't trust politicians, and that includes politicians who are Republicans. I have been in the state for six years covering state government and has been the most fascinating experience in my talk radio career, which goes back longer than I care to, uh, to care to identify. And I don't even remember when it began. But the uh, it's true. But the. Um, The truth is not something that politicians are inclined to convey, even if they know it, because they have a vested interest in a certain narrative. We should all know that by now. So I I, I allow my eyes to be opened by information coming from either side that's new information, and then I go and look for corroboration. So I haven't seen the corroboration, if anyone has it, on, on what has been learned from people on the right about how these prisoners are being treated let's find out because usually people in federal prisons are not um, are, are not in the toughest of prisons so it'll be interesting to see if that turns out to be the truth all right so we're in the rant line time which means we're going to play the rants which means i've just got to pull them up here on my little computer and we can get them going and from there, uh, things just get better for us. Is that the right file, though? I don't know. But let's start it and see what we get. Okay, here we go. You ready? Someone please fix the steps going up to Air Force One. Joe slipped again, twice in less than two weeks. Do we need to put in a stair lift on Air Force One? How about an escalator? How about a, how about a ramp? Just a motorized ramp wherever Joe Biden is going. Because I worry about him more just walking. Don't you get nervous when he's walking? When the president is walking, I think I, I watch for the smallest little. You know how sometimes they'll have a, um, 
they'll have a, a carpet kind of laid down for him so that he has a smooth surface. And, and say there's a cord running under the carpet. I get nervous that there's going to be a little protrusion like that, and he's going to take a, he's going to take a flyer. Go. Please close the border and please learn how to walk up the steps to Air Force One without falling. Well, I think he used to know, and he's lost that well, ability. Well, it seems Connecticut never has a shortage of elected or appointed officials who are incapable of hearing themselves speak. My new favorite is DSS Commissioner Andrea Barton Reeves regarding the state paying nursing homes for patient care uh, when the beds are empty with no patient. So she says, essentially, we no longer want to pay for empty beds. So I made up a few scenarios of my own where it would be essential not to pay for services. So imagine your dentist sending you a bill every six months for cleanings for the past five years, but you haven't been to the dentist in six. Or how about you pay child care for 18 years to your ex-wife but you never had kids together. Or, Todd, I was thinking, you think your bosses will pay you for an extra 10 hours of your time that you actually didn't work? Oh, sure. They, that one, you know, they just love throwing money around and making us feel good. 860-522-9842. We do take calls during the rants, like Stephen Springfield. Hey, Steve. Yes, Steve. Where oh, does Steve oh, hi, Todd. go? Where doing? do you go? Oh. What do you do? Do you go for a coffee? Uh, sometimes. Oh, are, okay. you, are you there? Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, anyway, as far as uh, this January 6th thing, um, there's been numerous investigations by liberal groups over the years about the treatment and the details. I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Numerous? No, I'm just saying there's been investigations over the years from liberal groups that have complained about conditions in the D.C. jail. Um, the, the yes, but when liberals complain about it, you assume they're just making it up because they like to let everybody out of prison, except if they happen to well, have. The, the, the thing is, here's my take on it. Yeah. Why not take some of these prisoners, let them out and let them go in front of Congress with their doctors and with their lawyers and we'll see what kind of shape they're in. I don't know. Couldn't there be some couldn't couldn't there be some fair minded panel somewhere they could go up in front of? Well, I mean, there's like 800. Isn't there like 800 of them in prison? Um, I don't recall so, what the total is. It is a lot of people. Amount, like, it's a lot. It's some ridiculous amount. And a lot of them haven't even been charged yet. Uh, I mean, this is like a military tribunal uh, without declaring martial law. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's got aspects of that. So anything else you wanted to say, Steve? No, no, but I, but I think that would be the easiest way to do it. Uh, a rid of habeas corpus and let them testify in front of Congress and bring your doctor and your lawyer and have them testify under oath. So there were 950 people charged, but 350 have been sentenced for January 6th activity. Of those, 200, roughly 200 have been sentenced to incarceration. And, and the other thing they need to look at is the jury pools in D.C.'s, because I've heard some stories that some of the jury pools were, like, loaded mostly with, like, left-wing activists. Now, that, wouldn't that be interesting, Steve? All right, thank you for the call. 
Rant line number 860-751-4698. If you want to talk live right now like Steve just did, call the regular number, 860-522-9842. And let's get another rant in. Donald Trump will continue to talk about the past because when he talks about the future, people know that what he says will happen. Promises made, promises kept. He'll talk about the past because there's a lot of people on the fence still. They don't know if it's true or not. Nobody knows what. Juan, I don't understand what you're saying. He talks about the past because people don't know what the past is, but everybody went through the past with him. And if they know he will deliver on what he promises about the future, why wouldn't he be talking about the future? Because that's what people care about. There's no way he can help our lives in the past. But he might be able to help our lives in the future. So normally, when you're running for a political office, you talk about what you want to do when you get that office because that's what will impact people's lives. And if you talk about your life and what you're upset about in your life as a candidate and you want to talk about how you can fix what was done to you in the past, which is largely unchangeable, that would suggest to most people that you're not the guy for the job because all you want to change is the past. And what people voting for are voting for a different future. Doesn't that make sense? Let's try that again and see if I'm missing something. Donald Trump will continue to talk about the past because when he talks about the future, people know that what he says will happen. Promises made, promises kept. He'll talk about the past because there's a lot of people on the fence still. They don't know if it's true or not. Nobody knows what. There's this other thing about politics. You know, you can make one statement. Like, people have all these perceptions about Donald Trump because he's a warrior, as he said the other night. And they lived through his war. They did. They lived through his war. And they don't have a good feeling about it. But if he just showed a little bit of introspection and showed a little bit of self-reflection and demonstrated some humility, just some normal human characteristics that would offer a variation on his commitment to um, lamenting his victimhood, I think that would go a long way. I think in a moment he could turn a lot of voters around, just with one statement. Juan's now on the phone to clarify his recorded message. Hey, Juan. I, I was just calling to clarify what I meant is that People have short-term memories. So visiting the past, he reminds them of the corruption of Biden, you know, the witch hunt, everything that they've done to try to hinder his promises that he made. And you imagine how much money he would have gotten done if they weren't throwing stumbling blocks his way? Everything he tried, they tried to. Un well, but, but that's a concern about Trump is that if he gets back in there, it'll be the same thing. The, the, the government will go to war with him again. I don't think we'll have Ryan sitting in Congress anymore. And he was a, he was one of those two faced politicians who was claiming to be a 
on the side of the president, but in the back rooms was undoing everything the president was trying to do. Yeah, I, I believe I don't believe in individuals in big time power. I think it's about it's about the structure. And if oh, you have two I, sides at war with each other, then and and one side is escalating the war, the other side will go along with the escalation. Uh, no, and, I mean it's a mafia. It's like a mafia. Exactly. Yeah, that's just how I look at it's it. These are gangsters. Crime. And we're so not going to. What's that? Individuals have a lot of power. You got the Clintons. Now Obama bought into that power. You know, well, those are those are machines. Power. The Clintons got power because they rose to the driver's seat of the machine, and then Obama was selected to be the next guy in there. But it was the machine that was elevating these people into positions of power. And I think, I don't know, I think it's pretty structural. I don't think the individuals have a lot that they can do. You know, they can do different, but the machine's still going to do its thing. Thank you, Juan, for clarifying. Hey, Todd, last Friday you and Tom were discussing uh, great guitarists. Yes. Unless I missed it. Two. We were discussing great guitarists. And, and what was of interest? Unless I missed it. Two that I think are right at the top of the list. One is no longer with us is Eddie Van Halen, and the other one is Joe Bonamassa. I mean, they, those, Eddie could really shred it, and Joe still does. Um, I don't know if those two got mentioned. Perhaps you are correct. Let's get Noah in here from Suffield. Hey, Noah. Hey, Todd. Uh, just want to come on a first-time caller, but I've been listening. I go to school at Western New England. Um, Wait, how old are you? I'm 22. Wow, this is great. Okay, and what? tell us a little bit about your political persuasion. Um, so... I, I would say I'm right of center, but definitely more right than anyone at my school. And it's just crazy every day I'm a political science major, what what I have to hear in my classes. And I go home and rant to my parents about it. And we I uh, just wanted to call in and just say, yeah, this weekend we were having a couple of drinks on Saturday and watching, like, old Saturday Night Live, uh, just a bunch of old concerts um, and old uh, TV shows. And yep. I, I don't know, man. I'm just gone with hope. And uh, I, I get a little bit of hope every time I listen to your show in the morning and when I drive home at night that there are still people, you know, in this world fighting the good fight. But, man, I wish there were more younger kids like me. Well, um, you've got and, to spread the word. Noah, would you call more often or maybe even uh, maybe even we could figure out a way for you to do reports from college or something like that? Sure, I would love it. Yeah, I'll call more often. Hang on. I'll put you on hold if you don't mind. Give me your contact information. I'll drop you a note and we can communicate. Roland, if you have a sec, would you do that? And we'll run off to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center and talk to Mark Christopher about the ride home, Mark. Miss something. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On the Todd Feinberg Show, don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. It's true. We post our segments at Odyssey, at the on the Odyssey app or on the Odyssey web website, the WTIC website, WTIC.com. Whatever you like, you can have it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Tom Scott will be here in a few minutes. Let's get a couple more rants in, though. Hey, good afternoon. I was laughing. You guys were talking about the cell phones and. Um... Well, that's good. You're supposed to laugh if we say something funny. Did we say something funny? In particular, the wives or your partners. Oh, and yeah. I know one sure way in my house is to point out how often my wife is on her phone. Mm-hmm. So I've come to learn that she's never on her phone. <laughs> and if I want to keep the peace, i got to remember that. You do. Have a good day, fellas. Don't. Believe your lying eyes, please. They just get you in trouble. Let's talk to Ryan in Weathersfield. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Tom. Um, I just wanted to uh, to talk real quick. Um, I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think a previous caller mentioned something about Trump's promises. And I think if there's any campaign um, that Trump wants to run on, it should not be the promises that he's kept. Because there's been quite a few that he hasn't. I mean, some to mention uh, not being able to repeal the Affordable Care Act, um, saying that he cut taxes for the middle class, but, you know, predicted taxes are going to be raised and the richest 1% are still going to own the most wealth. Um, the corporate tax cuts did not reinvest into American workers. Mexico did not build the wall. Um, all these things, it seems as though that, uh, unfortunately, I do understand that Trump is the Republican candidate at this point, and it is important to endorse him. Um, but I just I personally believe that the promise campaign just isn't the right step to take. Well, except that um, that all candidates make promises that they don't keep if, when they win election. And for a variety of le- reasons, one, uh, the, the promises are lies to manipulate voters in, in some cases. In other cases, mm-hmm. they want to do it, but they aren't able to cajole everybody. And but can um, we- Yes, yes, I totally understand that. But can we say, I, I personally believe that when a when a president or any elected official is running for re-election, um, it's definitely an important factor co- to consider. And if we look at the aggregate of Trump's promises and what which which ones were um, most, I guess, entertaining or uh, most interesting to the American people who happen to flip their own vote from, let's say, the Democratic Party, it seems like these are the promises in specific that he didn't follow through on. I mean, the most important ones that impact the middle class directly. 
Well, um, except so, that there were a lot of symbolic ones, Ryan, that, that mattered more, and, and, and that he stated them as his uh, desired achievements, like building the wall. So his voters don't really worry about whether it got built or not and to what extent it did because they're so excited that he's willing to articulate a secure border viewpoint. Ryan, thanks for the call. Good to talk with you. Call back again. I want to talk to you more. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. You, I don't mind talking to you either. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, there are there are great moments that we look forward to. Some things, a lot of things in radio, they happen spontaneously. A lot of great moments. But this one's planned. Tom Scott is here. And uh, he knows a lot about politics and a lot about politics in the state of Connecticut. Hello there, Tom. How you doing today, Todd? Are you having a good week? That's the important thing. Oh, not too terribly bad, in part because I haven't had a lot of time to think about the uh, extraordinary chaos in Washington uh, and uh, Beijing and Hartford. Uh, but if I think about it, I, I, it'll bring me down a little bit. Oh, really? OK, we'll distract you then. Let's just talk about how depressing the state of the state political parties are. Well, it's pretty pathetic. And, and you may have noticed, Todd, that the uh, there's a, a diabolical scheme uh, in the works at the state Republican Party headquarters, just when you think it can't get any worse, where they're actually trying to quietly, under the radar screen, uh, change the rules of the game to allow the useless state party organization to get involved in Republican primaries, something that they're prohibited from doing right now. They can't prohibited uh, they in can't. what way? What prohibits them? Well, the bylaws of the state of Connecticut Republican Party expressly make it uh, illegal for them to spend anything on behalf of any candidate for any office during the primary. They're free to help in any way they say again. Why would that be? Well, well, because there's 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 a, a a sense of fairness when one believes as a candidate or a supporter of a candidate that the state Republican Party is going to be neutral and and deferential to the people that really make the Republican Party work to the extent it works. And that's the rank and file Republicans who are you mean, active in the you party. Mean voters, you're talking about people. Uh, absolutely. And and never in my lifetime has the Republican Party been allowed to get involved in primaries? And they're trying to sneak this rule change through uh, to give the state chair, you know, to allow the state chairman to put his thumb on the scale. Now, the good news is, Todd, they are so utterly dysfunctional that even if they have some money, it would be very difficult to uh, affect the outcome of a primary. But here's something they can do. They can go to some candidate um, in a, in, and offer a bogus plan to help win a primary. They can say, well, listen, we know you're reluctant to run because you're a useless Republican, although you're our friend. And therefore, you know, we'll get we'll get trinkets if you become governor or whatever the office is. Uh, but they might be reluctant to, to run because real Republicans, conservatives, will come out in droves and usually vote for the right candidate. But it may be used in a very diabolical way to entice certain people to run for office because they will have the false impression that if the state party is actually supporting them, it could make the difference in a primary. 
So you're suggesting that this is uh, kind of a what Bernie Sanders would call a rigging scheme? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But here's the <laughs> here's the problem. They they you know the well the first of all the best thing that can happen to people on our side of the fence is that the Republican Party uh, runs dry and can't pay the phone bill, the heating bill, uh, the rent, and a state marshal knocks on their door with an eviction notice <laughs> and let, let the state chairman work out of the trunk of his car. Because uh-huh. the Republican Party in Connecticut, I'm talking about the state headquarters now, Todd. I want to make very clear, I'm not talking about the many local town committees who are very effective and very active. Okay. But the state Republican Party is not only in the way, uh, or, I'm sorry, isn't just a waste of time. They're actually in the way. And we should stop sending them money because all it's like it's like giving a drunk, a, a, you know, another bottle of scotch. I mean, you're just enabling that person. Stop enabling the state Republican Party. Are They're you saying us. you're saying that the less money the state Republican Party has, the better off Republican candidates and Republican voters are? Absolutely. And then for once and all, once and for all, hopefully we can convince candidates to stop believing naive candidates, especially new candidates, good people, but naive into believing that the state Republican Party has something to offer. Their database sucks. They have no talent up there. You know, little old ladies who are, you know, loyal Republicans who dutifully send one hundred dollars every quarter to the state party are being tricked into giving money because they're being told things like that the state Republican Party has this wonderful field operation. They have a negative field operation. They have zero field operation. And it and it and it gives it's a Pentankin village. There's nothing there. You go around the wall and there's nothing there. And and if somebody has, you know, a spare fifty dollars or a hundred dollars and they want to give to a good Republican or conservative cause, the best thing they can do is eliminate the middleman at the state Republican Party headquarters and send the money directly to a candidate who is worthy of their donation. It will go. It will go a lot farther. Wow. That's really bad news. And so just to recap for people who are tuning in, what we're talking about is a a word that is seeping out through the Republican community in the state of Connecticut that the head of the party is planning to to seek a rule change that would allow the party for the first time ever to be able to inject itself into primary campaigns with cash donations. And it would seem to me on its very face that what this says is we want to be able to make sure our friends the insiders, the ones who are part of the wink wink team are guaranteed the nomination so we can we can fix it for them and then we can control the outcome of elections better by controlling who gets the nomination of the party. Is that how you look at it? Yes, very, very much so, Todd. And, and, and good, solid conservative Republicans all over the state of Connecticut and, and people who are just loyal Republicans should be deeply offended by this scheme. And, you know, the state central committee is, is very much under the radar screen. Most people don't even know what we're talking about. Don't know it it's exists. Of, yeah. it, it's the board of directors. The Democrats have the same thing. In Connecticut, the Democratic Party has 72 members and the Republican Party has 72 members. Uh, 74 of you add the chairman of Young Republicans and the chairman of college. So this is controlled by state law. Is that what you're saying? Uh, correct. 
and it's and it's uh, there's two members from every state Senate district in Connecticut. There are 36 state Senate districts. And and let me just say, in fairness, of the 74, there are maybe maybe if I really push it about a dozen members who actually get it, who are very, very good who are banging their heads against the wall because they know nothing's working. They're very, very good. But the rest of them, utterly useless, mostly armchair generals. Uh, some of them are just in it because they, you know, they may have a consulting business or whatever. But it, it kind of reminds, if you go to their monthly meeting, it kind of reminds me of the bar scene in Star Wars. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty pathetic. And these are the people now who want to tell the nearly 500,000 Republicans in Connecticut that they know better than the primary voters know. Primary voters have extraordinary authority to determine the outcome of, of nominations. And what they're trying to do at state party headquarters is weaken the power of we the people. The people. They and, want the people to have less say, but the people are 500,000 and the Republican Party itself is, uh, is a few hundred. I, you know what you're making me think about? I don't know um, if everybody else has this in their mind, but we just went through a campaign season that saw a U.S. Senate race on the Republican side where there was really a nice— collection of uh, three candidates, I think it was, running for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate. And there was the consummate insider, Themis Claritus was there, and there were, were two other conservatives. And it worked out really nicely to have that choice and to let people make a selection. They didn't go with the consummate insider. No, nor, nor did they for governor in 2018. And there are many examples where, right. where the uh, victor at the convention is uh, denied the actual nomination through the primary process. And that's something they need to let play out. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's counter. Look, there's, there's, there's not a lot of talent at state party headquarters, because if they actually thought this through, they would realize that that they'll be ticking off the most loyal members of the Republican Party in the state of Connecticut. And and again, this is not new for me, Todd. I've been saying it for several years on your show. If you want to, you know, it's like it's like a cleansing process. It, it's, it's very hard to fix the Republican Party if you keep the current structure in place. The state, you know, we're one of only three states in the country now that that nominates candidates through the convention process. Again, you can primary after that. But but it's 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 a Jurassic Park type of system. I mean, it's a dinosaur system. Mm -hmm. One of the first bills I filed as a young state senator was uh, my first bill, by the way, was a constitutional amendment to ban the income tax. But one of my first bills was a bill to get rid of the conventions because it's it's antiquated. It, it doesn't accomplish anything. It's in the way. But under state law, the only thing the Republican and Democrat Party have an obligation to do is run the conventions after that they just need to get out of the way it's a uh it, it's really a fascinating thing to have going on at this particular time because one of the dynamics that i don't know that you've mentioned but i'm sure you've thought about is that by having a lively primary that isn't rigged by the insiders in the republican party you energize voters and you get voters involved and they feel a connection to the process and that makes them more connected to their belief system and their ideology and their friends in the party they vote for and it makes them more likely to turn out in the general election doesn't it well absolutely it does uh, todd and 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 you know you you can never forget 
your base. And the base of the Republican Party in Connecticut, therefore the base of anybody who flies the Republican banner and runs for office in the state of Connecticut, are the very people you're talking about. And you can't, you know, you can't ignore them or, or you can ignore them, but you do so at your own peril, uh, politically speaking. So I guess um, I guess I'll be mounting an information campaign on this to uh, spread the word and because it's coming up fairly quickly. I think there's a meeting next week where they want to do this. I, you know, Todd, I, I, I don't know uh, about that, possibly. But I but I will say this, that that each party has 169 town committees, Democrat and Republican. Mm-hmm. And it's the town committees who actually elect through the delegate process, these state central committee members we're talking about. So, you know, the rank and file Republican town committee members all over the state of Connecticut ought to get a hold of their state central people and say, what are you doing? You're not going to vote for this, are you? And actually start putting some pressure on these people. You know, these state central people, they never hear from from town committee members about sure. uh, policy. Well, here's an opportunity for the average Republican town committee member to be heard and to actually influence uh, the outcome. All right. So we will uh, we will market that idea that people should reach out to specific people. And um, maybe you'll come back on and talk to us more about it as we learn more. Does that sound good? Yeah. Happy to, Todd. Anytime. Anything else you want to tell us? We've got a minute left if you want to. You know, there's there's so much going on out there, Todd. It's it's hard to know where to begin. I mean, a new tax rating came out today, and Connecticut's rated number fifty in terms of uh, uh, degree to which we pay taxes more than forty nine other states. That, that includes D.C. So we're really fifty out of fifty one, um, and and that's plenty to think about and chew on. And maybe next week we can talk about, you know, the damage that was done in the uh, previous week by the legislature because they're in full, full, full fight mode now. They are fully engaged with getting all that bad stuff passed. All right, Tom Scott, good to talk with you, sir. We'll see you next week. Anytime. You bet. If not sooner. Tom Scott was a state senator for 10 years back in his youth. But since then, he's gone fairly straight. Except for his, uh, you know, he gets sucked into some political stuff and he talks with us every week. It's a, um, it's a fascinating moment that we're in. It keeps getting more intense and the stakes keep getting higher. We've got a presidential campaign taking form already. We've got a legislature that is proposing the worst kinds of legislation that you can imagine because Democrats have one party rule in the state and can do whatever they choose to do. And that means a lot of bad stuff, even stuff that's too bad for them to consider seriously right now. But I think they roll it out there so they can get us used to the idea, sort of an anesthesia, so it won't be so shocking next time. There's the stuff going on in Washington. Uh, don't forget to watch Tucker Carlson tonight and 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 see the um, the new drop of tapes from all those tapes he got from Kevin McCarthy that did not get released by the Democrats because they didn't drive the narrative that they wanted to drive. And we will get together tomorrow and do the whole thing over again. Well, it, actually, we won't. It'll be a fresh new thing. That's how it goes in radio every day. 
Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher, is there any cars left on the roads? His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.